Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now I'm out and about again this week. I've wandered into a legendary gem of a pub, a place I haven't been in 30 years. It's right beside Glasnevin Cemetery in Dublin. I'm in the Gravedigger's pub. There's lots of wonderful stories about this place, but perhaps the most is that it's been trading for 190 years in the one family. That's seven generations. Delighted to be joined now by Anthony and Kieran Kavanagh to chat about this Dublin institution. Anthony, I might start with you. Um, I alluded to the history of the place. This is a very special pub. I suppose it certainly is. Um, uh, we're here as, as, as siblings since uh, 1973. My father took it over from his dad in 73. He was the sixth generation of the family, so there's currently seven generations of us involved. Uh, we're the seventh generation, but there's uh, four siblings involved, uh, myself, Kieran, my sister Anne who runs the front of house and my brother Niall. Niall has Down syndrome, he's the youngest member of the family and he's a self-appointed manager. So tell me this, because I know that there's a lot of folklore and all around this pub, was there pints really really sold to grave diggers through the wall from the cemetery in the old days? Well, I can give you the definitive answer on that in that I would have been the last person to bring pints through the railings, actually. So the, the pub was adjacent to the main, the old main gate of Glasnevin Cemetery. It actually closed in 1878. But um, uh, in 73, when we came here, it was still the practice that the gravediggers uh, would take a, a coffee break somewhat around about 11, 12 o'clock, and they would come to the railings. The myth would be that there was a hole in the wall, which is not true, and the myth would be that there was a knock on the uh, wall with a stone, which is may have been true, but in my time, basically, they would have uh, they've come to the railing at a certain time, and you'd know the two or three lads that would be involved, and you'd bring out the uh, two or three pints, and uh, the lads would uh, maybe have a couple each, and then go back to work. But health and safety has take, overtaken that, so that practice is, has been consigned. Let me chat to your brother now, Kieran Kavanagh. Uh, Kieran, uh, you say that Anthony is the creative man on social media and comes up with all the ideas, but you're the man behind the range. Uh, I think I'm the one who does the social media oh, and yeah. came up with the social right. media. Um, Anthony will be back around more so on social media. Uh, I do cook here. We started food back in 2004, and then my sister Anne got involved to start in front house. And added another little element to the pub. It made it really, uh, it was hard work at the beginning, but it ended up being really uh, successful. And very simple fare, done well, homemade. Uh, a couple of traditional things like coddle, invented, invented some things like an Irish spring roll, bacon, cabbage and potato. And when we started the social media side of it, we wanted to use the whole nostalgia. And rather than a sales pitch, it was more to like, when I traveled, which I traveled for 15 years, and Anthony was away also. When you, when you miss home, you miss the pub, you miss the people. Not so much the pint, I do, Anthony doesn't drink, so I miss the pints when I'm away. So you miss that kind of atmosphere. So when we were doing social media, we wanted to put that out. So a nice picture of a local or a dog or a cat or a counter or a table. And just that whole idea that, you know, John Cavanagh's The Grave Diggers hasn't changed in 190 years. Same family, same idea, customers first, respect consistency yeah. all that kind of stuff one thing that's really interesting you mentioned it there is that you know it's seven generations uh, both Anthony and yourself went away for a number of years but that going away for a number of years living another life 
learning about the world. But you come back with something, don't you? You know, you knew the institution that you left, uh, but you come back maybe with maybe different ideas on how to preserve it. Oh, definitely. When it comes to my, my career at cooking, I, saw, I work with chefs from all over the world, so some of those dishes I brought back with me and intertwined them with Irish ingredients, local, locally sourced from our butchers and, and fishmongers. Yeah, it's, you, see, you see the place a little bit differently. Especially when I came home first, I sat, just sat in the bar and had a few quiet pints, and you could just see the little differences from when I was a kid to then in the early 2000s. It was the middle of the Celtic Tiger, a lot of high-vis jackets going around, a lot of cash going around, and I was just like, wow, where's all this money coming from, yeah. and how's this... And I was used to working in Italy, which was a total different way of socialising in bars, and it was, it was good, it was nice to be back home, but you do see a different uh, yeah. slant to it. Anthony? I, I think, uh, in fairness to our parents, um, we were all reared with no expectations around the business. So we all pursued our own careers. Um, mine was in banking, Kieran as a chef, Anne was nursing in St. Rayfield's in Selbridge. Um, so we all developed a, a perspective and, and got our experience um, overseas or outside the industry. So I think coming back into the industry, particularly from my point of view, um, I, I would have been very heavily influenced by my dad uh, because the age difference, I was, I'm the eldest, so the age difference between the two was quite, um, quite small. So I was uh, pretty influenced by his philosophy, sure. and I think that the challenge then for the next generation is to, is to try and keep the principles that he stuck to and were very was were very successful for him, but try and keep those principles alive in a very different world. So your point about social media kind of is well made. My father was a great believer in spreading sorry, get the pub being known for by word of mouth. Yeah. So you look, I look at social media as just um, an exponential word of mouth type mechanism. So we have a we have a position now that I think is grounded on my father's principles which were value for money high quality point of Guinness if I'm allowed to say that out loud and then I think we have a very specific niche now on the back of Kieran's food which again, when it's endorsed by food critics, that reaches a certain audience. But when you use social media, then and it goes, takes it to another level. So, but I, I think that's the, that's the difference, really. Sure. Uh, Kieran, back to you. When you when you when I'm here today now, and it's about midday, there's people lining up outside wanting to come in. You come in. There's a wonderful mixture. There's a, a couple of owl ads in there having pints. There's a few tourists in there. You can clearly see. So you've got this. I suppose, cocktail of different personalities and different peoples from different walks of life that you'd never really expect to see together. Is that one of the things that's special about this, Bob? Oh, definitely. And the fact that we don't have TV, music, Wi-Fi or anything like that, conversation is king. So people might come in a stranger and then end up being a local eventually or come back again or never come back but have an everlasting memory of the place. It is very special. Like you can have every languages in, inside there. You can have every nationalities. It's really nice mixing pot of people as well. I think it's also in a beautiful location. Uh, the pub, uh, Prospect Square. Uh, they don't make them like this anymore. It's just the minute I came through uh, the houses there, saw the green in front of the pub, the graveyard. They're like, there's nowhere like this. I think it's it's a residential location, and obviously. Um, that's an important uh, thing to take into consideration from our point of view. Um, but I think still underlying why we're popular is the way we, we try and present the bar particularly. Sure. Um, because, as Kieran said, 
sometimes it's easier to list the things that we're not, that a lot of pubs are. So we're kind of, from a business point of view, we're kind of positioned as, as a very different type of pub. Now it's, it's obviously a small pub, it's quite like a, a rural pub in many respects, but it, it is founded on those principles of conversation, good pint of Guinness, and a lot of the things that are available in other pubs just aren't available in the bar. And I think, again, that has created um, an, an image for people that, yeah. that, that they're looking for, that they may be, it's harder to find elsewhere, an authentic version of it. Well, listen, it's been my absolute pleasure to visit here today, lads. And thanks for showing me around. Thanks for the welcome. And it's just, it's refreshing to see businesses like this trading so well. So well done to you and to all the family. And I believe your mother is still involved, which is great. So, uh, yeah, she's the boss. That's good. Well, that's also good to hear. So it's in safe hands. So so thanks again and every success. John Kavanagh, uh, the grave diggers, around here for 190 years, folks, and 190 more, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks very much. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.